thank those of you who are on site who braved all the ice and snow and cold to be here. And those of you who are online or snug as a bug and a rug, whatever that means. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us and participating with us in this, uh, this worship celebration. Thank you all for being here, there, or everywhere. Bible reading this morning is from uh, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. There's nothing like jumping into a letter for, to, written to somebody else and jumping in right in the middle of it. But that's what we're going to do. But I'm going to kind of try to catch us up in a moment. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore... Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what, the, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All right, I've told you this before. Some of you have heard it before. Some of you may never have heard this before, but whenever, whenever you're reading the Bible or anything else, when you read something, when a sentence starts with the word therefore, stop and ask, what's it there for? Because the word therefore is like a, it's like a flashing sign that's saying, hey, everything or something that's been said before is supporting or causing what I'm about to say. So, Paul starts this part of the last part of his letter with the word therefore. So what has he been saying in the first 11 chapters? Well, glad you asked. What's it there for? Here we go. I want to ask your forgiveness and your indulgences. Uh, uh, I'm going to restate a famous line from history. Some of you heard it when it actually happened. Some of you saw it in a movie. Uh, I'm restating it. You may not recognize it immediately, but you'll catch it. Humanity, we have a problem. We have a problem. Uh, every human being born into this world sh shares the same problem. Every human being except Jesus. We're gonna, he, he's different. He, he was separate. But every other human being, all however many billions of us there have been and are, all of us share the same problem. Left to ourselves, we don't trust God. Left to ourselves, we don't trust God. Our rebellion and rejection of God began with our first parents. It's grown more malignant ever since. In, uh, 
in this letter, like I said, we're jumping in kind of like in the middle of the letter. Uh, this is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the first century church in Rome. Uh, and he introduces the problem and begins talking about it in the very first chapter. Um, he says a lot about it in the first chapter, and I'm not going to read the whole first chapter. I'm just going to pick out a couple of verses. Uh, first, Romans chapter 1, verse 25, he says, They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator, who is the greatest. Amen. Uh, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And this is where we need to stop. We need to begin to grasp. Uh, we tend to think about sin simply in behavioral terms. Um, and so I'm going to follow the example of uh, one of my favorite authors, devotional authors, J.D. Walt. I've quoted him several times. Uh, and he's following the example of theologians. Uh, there is a capital S sin problem, which creates little s sin problems. The capital S sin problems, sin problem is that we don't trust God because we've believed a lie about God. We've exchanged the truth about God for a lie. The truth about God is that he loves us and cares for us and wants the very best for us. The lie is that he wants to keep us under his thumb and he'll tell us anything and everything he possibly can to, to convince us to stay there. Now, where would you get that? Go back to Genesis chapter 3 and then sometime, you know, you get a chance to do that. That's the capital S problem. We don't trust God because we've exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And so, what's the, what's the alternative? We trust ourselves. We trust other things. We trust created things. Ourselves or something else. Instead of the one who created us. All of our sin behaviors, all the little s sins, are simply symptoms of the sickness, the capital S sin, that distrust of God. That's the big issue. And so the rest of Paul's saying here at the very beginning of this letter, this is the big problem. And the rest of the book of Romans and all of the other letters in the New Testament are about the cure. And the cure for that sickness is Jesus. And Paul takes the next 10 chapters, that gives us 11 chapters, uh, Paul takes the next 10 chapters to explain that our problem, our sickness, our distrust of God is universal. It's not just those people, whoever those people may be, it's us. All of us, as he says in Romans chapter 3, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But all of us are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
Jesus is the cure for all of us, not just some of us, not just most of us, all of us can be healed and restored in Jesus. So what's the response? What's our response as human beings to our problem? The same response we have to just about every other problem we have in life. Denial first. We have all kinds of things. But the, one of the major things we do is denial. It ain't there. There is no problem. I don't have that problem. Those people have that problem, but I don't have that problem. There is no God, so therefore there is no problem. Or excuses. My mommy made me do it. I wouldn't be like this if I wasn't German, Polish, Irish. You know, to, to be honest, I, I've never heard anybody outside of Northern Europeans use those kind of excuses. I've never heard somebody go, I have to act this way because I'm Swahili or Chinese. I've never heard anybody do that. Maybe it's because I've not been exposed to as many uh, Asians or Africans as other people, uh, I, as I have been to Northern Europeans, because those are the people that, you know, look at me and go, he's one of us. Um, I don't know, we make excuses. That's the way my family was. My whole family's like that, that kind of stuff. We make excuses. Uh, sometimes we just go for resignation. Uh, always been that way, I'll always be this way, there's nothing I can do about it. Some of us are stubborn, strong-willed, I can do it myself. Then we run into somebody like Dr. Phil who said, and so how's that help working for you? <laughs> Never mind, I can still do it myself, I just haven't figured it out yet. So what is the result? According to the Apostle Paul, the result is uh, God allows us to follow our stinking thinking, unfortunately. We refuse to trust God, and so we continue to walk, uh, act out in self-destructive ways. We have our big S sin problem, and we continue to do our little S sin behaviors. Some of us get real religious, and so we have a limited list of little s, little s sin problems. Unfortunately, some of us turn our religious behaviors into little s sin problems. Well, where'd you get that, Pastor? Well, just go read the gospel stories about Jesus and the people who would be the most religious people in the room who would then go out and try to figure out how they could kill Jesus. Legally, because they wouldn't want to do it illegally. Second verse I want to read to you from, from Romans 1. Apostle Paul puts it this way. Just as they did not see it fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a depraved mind, an unfit mind 
Haynes paraphrase, he allowed us to have moral dementia. To do what should not be done. And then he has a little list of things that shouldn't be done. And they're not the big, nasty sins that you think of. Well, murder's on the list. But there's also gossip and disobeying your parents. Disobeying your parents? Isn't that normal behavior? Yes, it is normal for everybody who doesn't trust God. Ooh, that's all of us. Oh, I'm... If I'm stepping on your toes, good. So here's the question. How is God going to reverse this curse of a depraved, unfit, morally demented mind? How is God going to do it? That's how we get to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, Therefore, since we're all messed up, since we're all broken, since we're all have the same sin problem and the same sin disease, since we all distrust God and we have all kinds of different sin behaviors because of it, and therefore, since God has done everything he can through Jesus to be able to heal us and to set us free from that, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies... Let's face it, we put our bodies in, we everything's there. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's how we got there. Verse, verse 1 Therefore, is we're in a mess and God's going to help us out of it. So give yourself to him. God reverses the curse of our depraved mind by transforming us and renewing our minds in response to our saying, yes, here I am. The first step towards a healthy relationship with God is to trust Jesus above everything else, above all else. The very essence of sin is anything that causes us to compromise or otherwise withhold the offering of ourselves to God. Any attitude, behavior, mindset, belief, whatever it might be, relationship, anything that causes us to hold back from giving ourselves completely to God is in essence sin. To make an offering of ourselves to God is what it means to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To offer our bodies to Jesus without reserve, that's what it means to love God completely. There is only one reason we wouldn't do that, and it is because we're, part of us still doesn't trust him. Part of us is still holding back. Here's the sermon in a sentence. I want you to remember this. In light of Jesus' love for us, let's go all in for him. All in. 
how they held that. Now, we're, we're kind of limited in our understanding of what that means. So I'm going to help you help us understand that. All I know about me, I'm giving to you, Jesus. And I'm pretty sure I don't know everything about you. So here it is. All, of, I, all that I know about me, I'm giving to all that I know about you. And tomorrow when I get up, I'm going to probably know a little bit more about me, and I hope to know more about you. And so tomorrow, I'm going to give all that I know about me to all that I know about you. Every day, forever. That's what the covenant prayer is kind of about. John Wesley's covenant prayer, except this has been, I've expanded this prayer and made it a little bigger. Sometimes I condense things and sometimes I expand them. And this is one of those times I expanded it. Uh, it's going to be on the screen. I invite you to read it with me and to pray it with me. Um, let's pray. King Jesus, we present ourselves to you with these prayer declarations. King Jesus, I belong to you. I am not my own. I am yours alone. King Jesus, I receive your righteousness and release my sin. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your creativity and release my chaos. I release your I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your rest and release my striving. Make me into what you will. Rank me with those you will. Put me to use for you. Put me to suffering for you. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be lifted high for you or brought low for you. Let me be full for you or empty for you. Let me have all things for you or nothing for you. With a willing heart, I freely give everything to you. All of me for all of you. I am yours and you are mine. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength until I become your living sanctuary and a walking, talking demonstration of your love for the good of others and the glory of God. Amen.